Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roar the Podcast, a student-run podcast hosted by members of Santa Clara High School's very own, the Roar staff. Um, hi, I'm Olive, and I'm a Roar staffer. Hey, I'm Sienna, and I'm a Roar staffer as well. Hi, I'm Melina, and I'm a Roar staffer as well. And uh, we're all seniors as well, um, because today we're going to be talking about um, college decisions and how COVID has impacted our college process all the way from when we began applications to where we have now decided where we're going to be spending the next four years of our life. Um, all of that has been during COVID and during a pandemic. Um, so I think it's probably best to just kind of start us off at the beginning with applications. So Ziana, do you want to start us off with kind of how your application process went in COVID times? Yeah, sure. So I started in the summer on my UC applications and my Common App. Um, Not going to lie, for my Common App deadline, I thought I had more time, but I found out very last minute that I had like three days to do my UC app. So I did that in a very short amount of stressful time. But uh, the application process was also pretty hard to navigate on my own. I feel like since we're in this pandemic and we're not in person in school together during college app season, we don't really have that interaction with our other classmates to ask, hey, how do I submit my AP scores? Or what did you put for this? Because I don't really know what to do. And I mostly just relied on YouTube and um, other people that were older than me but um, yeah that's pretty much a summary it was just hard to navigate and I did my comment up in a very small amount of time but you know what I got in and I took I spent a lot of time on my UC apps and I didn't get in so it's a little confusing what about you Olive? Um, well for me I was you know trying to remember exactly what the application process was for me and I cannot remember like I remember very little about it but um I definitely could have done more research for my applications and I agree like being in person would have helped because then I could have just randomly been like asking classmate you know what are you guys doing like do you guys have any tips or um you know maybe being able to talk to my counselor better well, it would have been helpful to be in more frequent communication with my counselor because for my applications, I mainly talk to a few people that I know in college, um, particularly my friend who's a former staffer. And I also talked to like some of my high school friends about what they were doing. So I was kind of on top of my UC applications. Like I knew when the deadline was. Um, and then my common apps, you know, the different schools have different deadlines. So I was a little bit less sure about that, but for all of my applications, I pretty much started like in earnest working on them like two weeks before the deadlines. But, you know, it was enough time for me, so it kind of worked out. <laughs> um, so, yeah. How about you, Melina? Yeah, uh, kind of different experience. I hate procrastinating. So I was like, as soon as we went into the pandemic, I was like, OK, what am I going to use this time for? And I set myself up to like just do all of my apps over the summer. Plus, um, my sister had come home from college because of the pandemic. And so she was she's a sophomore right now in college. So she was able to help me with like any question I had. 
So I actually felt that apps became way easier, but the thing that made them harder was that like you had so many options almost because you could kind of visit a school whenever you wanted to by taking their virtual tour um, or just visiting their website. I remember on I was on like a meeting with one of my like college counselor persons at the schools that I was applying to and they said, you know, they were like, you can visit 20 schools in a day in a day if you wanted to because you have the websites and every school was trying to make their website better in order to seem more appealing to their students because everyone was visiting them via website. So I ended up applying to way too many schools because I was like, well, I have all this time. I can write all these extra, um, you know, extra questions besides the common app question. I can visit all these different schools. So later in the process, when I was trying to pick where to go, it became really stressful because I had way too many options because I just kept applying because I had like all the time in the world to just keep working on stuff. So that was kind of a an unexpected, um, you know, disadvantage for me. But um, like Ziana said, you know, I started like the UC stuff. Um, you can find the questions ahead of time. You can find the common app questions ahead of time. So basically all of summer was me like prepping for app season. So in the fall, I was kind of okay because I had pretty much read or written everything that I needed to, to write already and just had to kind of do some final edits. So personally, I found apps easier in terms of like writing them, but in terms of picking where you're going to go or like uh, picking where to even apply was way harder because it just became like infinitely more options it felt like because you had all the time to do that research also the zoom fatigue of being on that many webinars like every college (laughs) every college would email you being like we have this webinar today and this webinar today and i would like overbook webinars and try to go back and watch them that was awful my entire summer was spent just like watching youtube videos and webinars about colleges saying like come to my school (laughs) did you guys have experiences with that kind of stuff well, I remember signing up for webinars as well. I'd go to some, but then other times I was just not feeling it. I cannot look at a screen anymore on some days, so I'm just like, I'm going to set this one out. Same, same, Diana. I, you know, I signed up for some webinars, but I, I honestly went to very few. Um, yeah, honestly, for me in my application process, I was pretty focused on the UCs, so I applied to a few like West Coast schools in Oregon and um, Colorado and Washington, but I knew that I didn't want to go to the East Coast or past Colorado, really. So that narrowed it down for me quite a bit. Um, And I had also, right before COVID hit, I had toured the UCs in person, um, most of them. So I had seen the campuses in person, and I knew that UC Santa Barbara was my favorite UC. So... That made it kind of easy for me for that part of the applications process. But yeah, just like the overwhelming amount of choices with all those webinars, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, maybe I should apply to this school. Or like there were a few schools that I applied to because they looked cool and there wasn't much of an application fee. So mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I will apply. Yeah. <laughs> The the amount of schools I applied to just because it was a free application and I had like no intention of going that was so dumb and then later when I when I got there I was like I don't even want to go to this school why did I like put time and effort into this so yes I definitely feel you on that one <laughs> Z do you want do you want to start us off how was how was like let's talk kind of second semester once p- things started coming in how was that process well I only got into some CSU schools 
I was only waitlisted and rejected from the UCs. I was waitlisted to UC San Diego and UC Santa Barbara, which is my second choice school. I got into Fullerton, um, CSULA, San Diego State, all of those like SoCal schools because I want to go south. Um, and I found out I got into USC last, which was a big surprise. But um, I really didn't have much trouble picking because USC has been my dream school since I was little. And um, luckily, I'm in a financial position to attend as well because my parents have been saving up. My grandparents are supporting me in this. So very, very happy to say that I'll be going to USC. So picking was pretty easy once I got all of my <laughs> admission results in. Congratulations, Congratulations. Yana. I'm really happy for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> We're super excited. It is really cute to see how excited you are about yes. um, USC. What's your major going to be, Z? Public relations at the okay. USC Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. I'm, I also my double major in communications as well. Ooh, very exciting. Super proud of you. <laughs> you? Yeah. See, so you kind of have that, like, you know, dream school got in, sealed, ready to go all of what was your kind of process like so for me I have never really had a dream school um I always kind of knew that I was interested in going to a UC so I applied to five UCs um should I list my schools if you want to <laughs> I mean well I applied to five UCs um and I got waitlisted by San Diego and I got into the other four, but um, the main two were Santa Barbara and Berkeley. And Berkeley was more like, I really want to go there. I just want to see if I can get in. Um, and I did. And I really did not think that I would. So that definitely threw me for a loop because I was like, wait, Yay. do I have to consider going there now? Because like Berkeley's a really cool school um, and I know a bunch of people there and they all love it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe I should go there. <laughs> Um, and then I also applied to a couple CSUs, and I also applied to University of Oregon and University of Colorado Boulder, um, which I was pretty interested in both of those, but, um, when I got in, it was a bit more expensive than I'm willing to pay, and I didn't get that much financial aid. So I decided that I'm going to go to UC Santa Barbara um, because I really love the, like, chill, laid-back vibe there, you know? I feel like, I mean, as much as I think that Berkeley is an amazing school, it's a little bit too large and competitive for me, and I'm not that big of a fan of the campus. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about my decision, and, yeah. Yeah, a gotcha for the next four years. Congratulations! Yay. Congrats, Olive. We're very excited for you. Also, UCSB's campus is like so pretty. Um, yeah. What's your What is your major, Olive? I'm undeclared, but I am considering going into audiology eventually. So I would study speech and hearing sciences. Um, I'm totally not like locked into that or anything, but I've definitely been. You know, reaching out to people I know to see if that's a field that I would be interested in. So yay, that sounds so major. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting. What about you, Miss Melina? 
This is a long one. I'll take a short <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, so ever since I was little and I had first visited New York when I was, like, eight, um, I fell in love with the city. I have always loved big cities. Um, I, I just, I love them so much more than, like, a suburban area. So I had my heart set on... Um, Syracuse early in the in the process <laughs> I had always wanted to be in New York Syracuse is not in like New York proper like New York City proper but it is in the state of New York and so I could always be in the city if I wanted to um I found out about Syracuse doing my like crazy end of junior year I need to know where I'm going to college right now research because of the pandemic and um I want to do journalism as anyone who knows me knows so that is one of like the best journalism schools um besides like Northwestern and stuff in the country. It has an incredible program. I got waitlisted. <laughs> um, but it wasn't like that upsetting because the process was so weird for me. I applied to way too many schools. I think I applied to like 15 or something, which is don't apply to that many schools. Um, and I got accepted to all of them except for Santa Barbara, Syracuse, and UCLA. Santa Barbara as in UCSB. Um, so I got rejected from UCLA and then waitlisted at Santa Barbara and waitlisted at Syracuse. So I had too many options, as I have previously stated, um, and like I hadn't been to the, the New York area since I was eight, and um, I was kind of like becoming iffy about New York because the other schools I applied to besides Syracuse were not as like prestigious as that one, and I didn't wasn't like totally sure, um, and the other like kind of East Coast kind of thing, this is not East Coast, but in that general sense of, you know, colder weather and not California, um, I had applied to two schools in Chicago, and they're both pretty good schools for journalism as well. Um, and luckily enough, my entire family was vaccinated right before spring break, and so we did travel, which we were vaccinated, um, and, and so we went and visited the two schools that I got into in Chicago, and when I got there, I realized I didn't actually like it that much, um, which this is a, this is a, a, a very big privilege that I had to even be able to go and visit and it just made me aware of like I had before we had gone I had had my heart set on it was DePaul in Chicago I was like this is where I'm gonna go this is where I'm gonna be for the next four years and as soon as I got there I was like I don't actually like it that much and so it made me kind of think about like um people who weren't able to go and visit places like what are they you know they can't go in person it is so much different seeing it on Instagram and seeing what the school sells themselves as versus actually being there. Um, and so that made me very like wary of what I had uh, kind of thought up in my brain. Um, and so once we got back from Chicago, uh, I, before we even went, I knew that I had gotten into UC of Berkeley and I was kind of stressed about it at first because I was really scared that I'd have to like live at home again for a year um, because it's so close to where we live and like there's no point in paying for um, a house, like, or sorry, a dorm if all the classes are gonna be online and that kind of stuff. So that was really stressful, but eventually I came around to the idea of Berkeley and um, it seems like they're gonna be back in person for the most part next year. So I ended up deciding on Berkeley, but I just, that process of kind of like, you know, I would have gone somewhere, gotten there and it would not have been my expectations. The people that were deprived of being able to travel and like just seeing what it is online kind of is like stressing me out for others. I'm glad I was able to have that process, but yeah, just, just something to think about that I think a lot of other seniors probably are dealing with, and I'm worried that people are going to not, like, have their expectations met when they get somewhere in the fall. Um, but ultimately, we picked Berkeley because it's an incredible school, um, and my end goal is to end up doing the uh, journalism grad school there. 
because they don't have a journalism undergrad, but like the Daily Cal is a really good paper and that would be like incredible to be part of that team. Um, and I also, it's proximity to San Francisco, the like internships and job opportunities and stuff. That's like my end goal is to work at KQED and live in San Francisco. So it's like, why wouldn't I go to Berkeley? Plus having in-state tuition is like way cheaper than any of the privates that I got into. So I'll be, I was undeclared in the College of Letters and Science, but um, I'm planning on trying to get into the media studies um, major once I'm there. So that's mine. <laughs> well, congratulations, Hi, Melina. I'm super happy for you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh. You're going to do amazing things at uh, Berkeley. I know. I love you guys. <laughs> we're all, we're all succeeding. We're all going yes. to fancy California <laughs> schools. <laughs> Okay, um, in kind of a more like general pros and cons sense, do you guys just kind of want to go over like just the general process, kind of an overview? What were your pros and cons in terms of like just the college process in COVID? How's it been? Kind of a wrap up. Ziana, you can take it. You can start us off. Oh, okay. Um, so we can start off with the pros. Um, so pros being in a pandemic during college app season. One is that first semester of senior year, it's usually more rigorous, but the fact that we were in distance learning made it easier to kind of slack off of it in classes. <laughs> the workload was a little lighter, so we had more time for our applications. Also, in terms of applications, um, I feel like colleges we're looking for students who were still like doing a lot of things during the pandemic. They're looking for people who took opportunities. I think it shows a lot of perseverance. So I think if you're a student who has done a lot still during uh, COVID-19, uh, it might have been more impressive to colleges. And also probably the biggest pro is that because of the pandemic, a lot of colleges were not taking SATs and also our AP exams were yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a big advantage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have done as well as I did this year if mm -hmm. it was a normal test. <laughs> I feel like a fraud, literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that brings me to the cons though, because that kind of gives you a little bit of like imposter syndrome because you think that like because you've had it easier and also because you're kind of slacking off this year, you'd think that like you might not do as well in college. So that is the con. And also I was really sad during college up season because we had no senior year. So it was a little hard and there was lack of support and no actual in-person tours. What about you guys? Well, I definitely agree with all of your pros and cons. Um, Definitely not having to study for the SAT or the ACT junior year saved me so much time and like stress over a test that I really would have only taken one more time. Um, that helped a ton. And then pass fail second semester definitely helped me kind of prepare for college applications and do research because I wasn't spending as much time on school as I would have at the end of junior year because I know that I would have um, been spending a lot of time on homework and just extracurriculars otherwise. And then not being able to do much this summer, even though we weren't able to tour, you know, the schools that we applied to, like 
before we applied, um, it did help because I was just spending more time at home, so I had more time to just, just do stuff that um, I needed to do to apply. And then I feel like not being in person, though, did kind of make it more difficult because I was more isolated and didn't have as much support as you said, Diana. So. Yeah, you actually reminded me of one thing. The past fail thing was like a good thing and a bad thing because for students who usually like or were struggling in a class, that helps because it's easier to pass. But also colleges usually value like the second semester junior year grades the most. And I was doing pretty well right before uh, they changed it. I so my, I was really I had the best grades in my life. And then we went Same. to Pass Fail and I was so upset. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was upset, but, you know, I came around. <laughs> yes. And in the end, like, it did help more people than it than it harmed. We're, we're the yeah. people who are like, we had straight E's and we had to go to Pass. Oh. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> For us, yeah. We turned out fine anyways. We're fine. We're good. We're all at very good schools. Um, Yeah, I mean, pros and cons, same exact things as you guys. I just kind of want to mention as well, like, for pros, again, it really is just, like, the more time and, you know, this kind of a pro and a con, being able to have so many options and visit so, you know, quote-unquote visit so many places, but at the same time, that's a con because it makes you have, kind of be overwhelmed with your options. But um, another con, I mean, this could be a pro or a con, but kind of seeing, like, how the school took COVID into account and what their COVID response was. Cause if they were really prepared with it, you know, you feel safer, like trusting your, your, your money, I guess, or your education with that school. But if they were kind of like lenient on it, not lenient, but um, you know, maybe not as on it about COVID response, you might have just like weeded that out right away. Um, but my biggest thing is really just like, I didn't realize how much schools kind of like sell themselves to you. Um, mm -hmm via the internet and it, I think I learned a very big lesson in like uh you know um just just not taking things at face value and kind of being a little bit more skeptical about things you know if the if COVID goes the way it does this is my advice to next year's seniors or I guess upcoming seniors um be very wary of what they put on their website because I they're really trying they're they're putting their best out there if you want a real um review of the school go to youtube and see what people have to say who attend the school and they won't lie unless like if it's sponsored by the school they're probably going to be like <laughs> trying to hype it up but if it's just their own youtube channel or something they'll give you the the real like tea i guess about what their school is like and i just think like be really really careful about um what they're telling you at those webinars that's it anyone else have like a final thing <laughs> Yeah, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watched those uh, admission result videos of people opening <laughs> their letters so I could prepare myself. But also those videos about like normal student life, how a student feels at a specific university have been so helpful because I was also considering Chapman University because it seemed like a really nice school. I love the location, love the campus. The program looked pretty great. And then I looked at this on uh, like, Asian American YouTuber and she was talking about how um it's a little it's very much like dominantly white and it was it's also hard to like well it wasn't a good fit for her and we had like 
she wanted she was doing like a similar major to me so i was like oh okay so i agree with melina watch youtube videos they're so helpful yeah um and that reminds me liana oh by the way really great advice melina i should also follow that advice because i haven't watched that many videos to be (laughs) honest um but yeah when i was looking at my schools i also considered you know their asian population like how many asian students they have because like we're all asian and so that's something that we take into consideration especially this year with um anti-aapi hate crimes and that kind of thing um I mean, I personally never really felt much racism, but it's something that I'm wary of just because of, like, conversations with my family and that kind of thing. So I know that in California, the schools tend to have more Asian people than, like, Oregon or Colorado, where it's really white. So that is why I ch- part of why I chose to stay in state, you know? Yeah. It's also, like, our school specifically, we have a pretty, like, fairly diverse group of kids, and I think, like, taking that into account as well, um, of, like, when you go somewhere else, Mm -hmm. it's just a completely different demographic than, like, what you're used to, so definitely take into account those details, and that brings me back to college's lie, because they are trying to sell something to you. They will pull out, like, the 2% of whatever (laughs) people of color they have and put them on their diversity page. And then you go on the website and you're like, oh, cool, it's super diverse. And then you get there and it's like all white people. So definitely, again, like just being skeptical and like really actually scrutinizing the like going to sites that are not the college sponsored sites, I think is like really good. But yeah, that is another layer that you have to take into consideration. And without being able to visit the place to like feel how you feel in that environment, it's probably really, really hard to like get that. So I think that might have also been a reason why a lot of all three of us kind of stayed in California as well. California gang. I'm glad we're all staying in the same state. Yes. So that's pretty much all that we have to say. But like just as like a final piece of advice, like Z and Olive, what do you guys kind of have? So word of advice, kind of deep. Sorry, but everyone's path is different. You need to follow your gut and think about you have to prioritize yourself because this is a very big decision where you're going to go. Don't like follow your friends. Don't um, go to a college just to please someone else or impress other people. Do your research and go where you feel like you can succeed and where you see a future. College, you know, it is where you will spend the next two or four years or however many years of your life. But if you feel like if you like go to a school and then you feel a year or two in that, you know, it's not the school for you, that's okay, And you can change your decision. It's not like you're locked in um, forever for the rest of your life, you know. And so that's something that I personally had to keep in mind because I was really stressing out about my decision. But in the end, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that will be okay too everything will be okay. Yes, I love it. And just as a final thing, college is not your only option. You don't have to go to college to be successful. If you think that that's like really stressful to have to move away from home right away, you're only 18, like go to community college. Don't go to college at all. Do a bunch of other things that are slipping my mind right now, but there are so, so many options that you can 
do out, outside of just going to college. It's so expensive and it's so stressful. So like around May when people are posting about their decisions on Instagram and everyone is like, this is where I got into, don't feel bad if you're not doing the same thing that everyone else is. And that goes for anything in life. But for this specifically, like you're still going to be a successful person and you're still going to have a great life whether you go to college or not. Um, and whatever college, if you're on the track of a four year, you know, whether you're going to a brand name school or something that nobody's heard of, it doesn't matter. What's right for you is what's right. And that's, that's it. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We're so glad to have you here. Bye. 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 <laughs>